Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Friday, October 27th, 2023, and it is a late night recording for the boys. 10, 11 p.m. as we start this one up. It's been a long day for the both of us, and um, yeah, we we just want to get to bed. Luke's got to get on the road um, once we're done here. So um, we're cutting out the UCL. I'm sorry for anybody that didn't know what happened in the Champions League this week, but we're cutting out the UCL this week. But that doesn't mean we're going to skip anything else. We're still going to go through all of NFL Week 8's action. We're going to go through everything that happened in the LCSs and preview the World Series. We're going to do a little Premier League weekend preview, and then we'll hit a questions time as per usual. But before we get into the NFL, how's Thursday Night Football going right now? We've got Bills 24, Buccaneers 10, about f- six minutes left in the third quarter right now. Have you paid any attention to this game so far tonight? No, I'm fresh off of work, but, you know, just looking at the score, it's it's kind of hard to believe. I, I don't know. I feel like the Buccaneers' defense is kind of having a little bit of an off night. But, um, I mean, the Buccaneers, you know, we've seen it all year. They're a team that, you know, they're still in the game, even though oh, yeah. they're down right now. So Yeah, Josh Allen's 24 for 28 right now. Wow. Great day yeah. for him. Gabe Davis having a good game. Eight receptions, 79 yards. Ooh. Fantastic day for Gabe Davis so far. Um, yeah, nothing nothing else of note at the moment. Uh, if we get a final score, we'll, we'll get a final score by the end of this, and uh, we'll give you the update. But let's get into NFL Week 8. Luke, it all starts off with Rams versus Cowboys, and I... Love this matchup. Yeah, Love this it. is going to be a, a high-octane <laughs> offense game, I think. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. But you know what? The cows, the Cowboys have some guys on that defense that um, they're going to be able to disrupt what the Rams have been able to do offensively. I think, you know, Matthew Stafford's going to see some pressure, kind of like he did against the uh, Steelers last week, um, which was a phenomenal game, yeah. by the way. But, um, yeah, the, the Rams are going to have a tough time here, but the yeah, – the Cowboys, despite them being four and two, having all these weapons, they are, you know, still the Cowboys, still yeah, a very beatable team. <laughs> for sure. Like the, the inconsistencies of the Rams offense is a little concerning. Like Cup or Nakua has a good week, the other one doesn't. <clears throat> but it's kind of up to what else will they do. Like, you know, we already saw one week without Kyron Williams, and I didn't hate it. I didn't hate Daryl Henderson or Royce Freeman. It's definitely not, you know, the best option. Obviously, the best option would be have Kyron Williams in there healthy. But of they ran the ball a whole lot more than I expected them to. And I feel like they kind of walked away from the pass a little bit. But that's so obviously their strength. You have Matthew Stafford. You have Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, Tyler Higby, Like, all these guys in the passing game that are super important to this offense. And it feels like they got a little bit ignored last week. Yeah, that, that's definitely a fair assumption. And I don't know, you know, it, it could have been they were just uh, game planning, you know, with the Steelers kind of struggling against certain running backs in the league. They may have just been like, okay, this is, you know, we're going to change the offense around and be a little bit different. But, um, yeah, to your point, it, it didn't really work out for them. And, yeah, Cooper Cup once again has another bad game against the Steelers. I think the last time we played him at Heinz Field uh, with Jared Goff as their quarterback, he didn't even have a reception. So, tough going for Cooper Cup against the Steelers, but – Puka Nakua. Yeah. Damn. One hell of a Had week. A super good game against the Steelers. But um yeah, the, the Rams, I I, you know, kind of to your point, I do not know where they went wrong against us. Like I, I know our defense is good, but 
it, it wasn't that our defense, I think, was really good in this game. It was that the Rams kind of got away from what they're good at, I think. And that's, you know, Matthew Stafford throwing the ball maybe 40 times a game. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. But on the Cowboys side, I just I feel like Dak and Tony Pollard and C.D. Lamb need to show me something. Like, I need some uh, a great performance all around by this Cowboys team. And by the way that the Rams' defense has played thus far, I think there's a chance they do. That's a good point. Um, you know, I, I think it might be kind of one of those games where not only can you pass against them, but you should be able to get the running game going against them too. And, I mean, Tony Pollard's been a weird one this year, man. I really thought this was going to be kind of his breakout, and yeah. uh, he's kind of um, he struggled. Re- really, like this whole offense has just kind of, since week one, just not been what you would expect with the personnel that they have. Um, yeah. I, I obviously, yeah. coming into the season, thought they made cor- like good changes and, and good pickups in the offseason. Brandon Cooks has been useless. And now Stephon Gilmore has so much pressure on him on the defense that be, you know because of Trayvon Diggs going down, that the defense kind of struggles as well. And you know, Leighton Vanderesh gets hurt, and uh, you know, multiple a multitude of things have happened to this Cowboys team. It just feels like they should still be playing better. And I know they're four and two, but you know, the, the, their one loss going to the Cardinals is bad. But the loss to the 49ers is okay. Um, it's just uh, an interesting position to see the Cowboys in right now. Yeah, but I, I mean, I will say defensively against the Chargers, they, um, you know, the Chargers are a team that has some weapons too offensively, but yeah. they were, I mean, the, the Cowboys defense was the win for them last week against yeah. the Chargers. I mean, Eckler had 14 carries for only 27 yards. Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's huge. I mean, that's a monster game defensively, and you got a turnover from Herbert with a pick. Um, yeah, they, they had a really good game defensively, which is, it's so weird because like, Yes, the Cowboys' defense is good, but like their offense just seems like it should have so much pa- more power, like what we're talking about. But no, this this Cowboys team is, I think, you know, from what I've seen so far, they're going to be a defense team. Their wins will come from their defense. Yeah, and, and I think in, in this matchup, it goes to the Cowboys for me. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, <clears throat> but I think the Rams are going to keep it close. I'm going to go 2024 Cowboys. Okay, I'm going to go uh, Cowboys 28. Rams 20. I like it. All right, our next game, Vikings versus Packers. This one, I don't know what to think about. I I don't know what Kirk's going to do. I don't know what Jordan Love's going to do. I don't know what the running back tandem in Green Bay is going to do. I'm probably sure what Alexander Madison's going to do, and it's underperform. But just in general, I'm so confused by this matchup. Dude, I'm so fed up with the Vikings, man. Yeah, I, I I'm just, tired like, of watching them. <laughs> I, I'm I'm tired too, man. And it's you know they're getting hot, yeah. right now, even with Justin Jefferson, which I think is a big testament to you know their ability to just grind through a season. Yeah. But um, yeah, the win over the 49ers was huge, man. I mean, I mean, despite the injuries that the 49ers had going into the game, it, this was a big one. I mean, it kept them from being two and five. Um. And the Vikings are, you know, starting to kind of make a comeback here. I like the momentum they have. Yeah, I, I just sure. kind of wonder, like, did they figure out this offense now, you know, in the absence of Justin Jefferson? Or was it just another bad week by the 49ers offense? Uh, I'm going to 
the Vikings played well, but I think it's more towards the 49ers offense. They did not look very good at all, which, um, I don't know. Brock Purdy may have been thrown off his rails just a little bit. Yeah. Blueprints there. Yeah. The the first loss comes and it just seems kind of bad, but I, I think his performance at least last week was better than he played against the Browns in my opinion. But yeah. it's still definitely not a good week. Um, but on the Packers' side, do, do we think they can finally get things back together? Because this skid has been horrible for them. Yeah, um, and I I don't even really know what's going on with their running back situation either. Like, is Aaron Jones still hurt? Because he's kind of playing. Kinda? Like, and, a- <laughs> and A.J. Dillon is, you know, getting way more reps than him, which yeah. is not something that I really expected. Um. You know, the only – I think it's one of those where the Packers, the only chance they have is that it's a rivalry game, and we've seen the Vikings just – like, Vikings are totally 50-50. You can't yeah. predict the Vikings anymore. Um, but I'm I'm leaning more towards the Vikings for this one. They're so – they're way hotter than yeah. the Packers are. Yeah, for sure. So. I, I don't know. I've always believed in the uh, the effect in Lambeau and with a team so divisive as the, uh, the Vikings. I'm going to take the Packers by a, a slim margin – um, I'm going to take them 24-21. I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm going to go 14-28. All right. Well, now it comes to my team. Falcons versus Titans. Arthur Smith revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get some revenge on Arthur Smith because he won't take out Desmond Ritter. He's fucking cheating, to, uh, apparently, because didn't really play Bijan when he had to they had to list him on the injury report. They didn't. Now there's some issues. Might get a fine. Whatever. That shit pissed me off with Bijan. But that's besides the point. I think the biggest thing for the Falcons, Malik Willis is the starting quarterback in this game. <laughs> is that better or is that worse? I think that's better I for mean, the Falcons. I don't know. I mean, Malik kind of looked good against Baltimore. Five attempts, four completions, 74 yards. That's a small sample size, yeah. but, I mean, who knows? Yeah, um, I, I think Jesse Bates is going to torment him in this game. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, Jesse Bates is so good. Yeah. I, I knew it. I knew it when y'all signed him. And he's like, isn't he like top five in interceptions too in the whole league? Something like that, yeah. yeah he's up there. But um, Falcons are coming off of a big one, though. I was thoroughly impressed by them beating Tampa. I did not think that that was going to happen. But the Falcons really grinded it yeah, out against them. It's all up to the defense in that one. Yeah, uh, and 38 rush attempts from the Falcons. I mean, you can definitely tell, you know, the game plan is to not let Desmond Ritter touch the ball. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but every time he fucking touched it in the red zone, he was fumbling. (laughs) Yeah, but um, no, the Falcons look good, man. They even, like, you know, Mike Evans and Godwin still had a good game. Even Rashad White had a good game receiving-wise, but they... The Falcons did a good job of, I guess, like damage control, if yeah. you would call it that. It seems like the Buccaneers' offense played well, except for their rush game. But the Falcons just, you know, were able to hold them to 13 points, which is always impressive, no matter who you're playing. Yeah, so it's a great result just to beat an individual, like in you know, in our division and take the lead in our division, which is crazy. But Congrats. I think what's <laughs> concerning is how Mike Evans and AJ Terrell went. AJ Terrell was. 
dead as soon as he stepped on the field. Mike Evans was so in his head all game. The the two early defensive holding calls, and then he gets dusted on the touchdown. Like he was all over him, and that makes me scared to face D Hop. Yeah, D Hop's a different animal too. He's a quiet assassin. Yeah. So we'll have to see how Terrell plays. Um but I, I think regardless, the Falcons get the win here. Mm, um, yeah, me too. I, I like how they're going to fare against Derrick Henry because, I mean, this this Falcons rush defense isn't talked about enough, Grayson, if I'm being honest. It, they are really solid. Good. Very, very solid. Um, and I, I'm to the point where I think Derrick Henry is going to have a hard time. I mean, it's going to be – He's been bad. Know, a matchup. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, he had a good game against Baltimore. Uh, last week but yeah overall you can see the age he's he's not able to just run through everybody like he was before yeah. um yeah i'm gonna take atlanta 17 <laughs> 10 yeah uh i'm gonna take the falcons 21 21 10 awesome all right saints colts my uh my do not care game of the week don't give a fuck how this game yeah. goes at all. Um, well, the Colts are starting to get Jonathan Taylor more involved, which is good for them. Yeah. But, and Gardner you know, Minshew, exactly. despite the turnovers, looked great last week against the Browns' defense. This whole team did. What a silly-ass game. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I remember, like, I was so excited. I was like, damn, the Browns are going to lose. And then, you know, I'm checking the score hours later, and I'm like, whoa, how? <laughs> how did they end up winning that game? Yeah, couldn't um, tell you. God, dude, Deshaun Watson. I started Deshaun Watson in fantasy, by the way. <laughs> that's tough. Negative, negative, like two points yeah, out of Deshaun. Is, that is bad. Um, and the Browns are just—they're just getting tough breaks, man. Like th- that Steelers game was really eye-opening for me. The Browns are a super, super solid team, Grayson. Super solid team, even with the injuries, they're totally fine. Yeah, but totally. Back to the Colts. I feel like. They've definitely, in that game, found some good things to work with in this offense with Gardner Minshew, Josh Downs, Michael Pitt, or, uh, yeah, Michael Pittman. Like, there's some good things going with that offense. There's just quite a few things to figure out on the defense. You shouldn't be giving up that yeah. many points, especially when Deshaun Watson leaves the game early. That just shouldn't no, you- happen. Even like in a game where like Amari Cooper didn't have enough a, a fantastic game for most of the game, started to turn up there at the end, but like Jerome Ford's run early in the game, that's avoidable. And, and you stopped him for the rest of the game. Power to you. But it, it, there's definitely issues with this Colts defense. I just think this Saints offense sucks. <laughs> you don't like Alvin Kamara over there. I don't like throwing the ball to Alvin Kamara. Every single time. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But, um... It's not bad. Yeah. They're just... Every now and then, they're real hard to watch. If you drafted Alvin Kamara in fantasy with that four-game suspension, props to you. Yeah. I wish I had a running back that carried the ball more than 15 times and averaged, like, 11 receptions a game. Like... Yeah. He is ridiculous. And honestly, like... I'm kind of I've been a huge Alvin Kamara fan like since he's been in the NFL and it just seems like with this Derek Carr led offense he is the offense and I yeah. I like it you know 
I, I completely agree with you that the Saints offense isn't that good for the weapons that they have. But it, I think they're in the right mindset with Alvin Kamara getting that many touches, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I no, mean, they, I agree. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I don't know how to go with this game. Like, the, the line is even. <laughs> like, there, nothing here is helping me out. But I think I'm just going to go with Gardner. I, I like Gardner Minshew. I like what he's done. So I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, not a great game. I, I have a feeling it'll be sloppy defense on both sides. Um, I'm going to go uh, 31-28 Colts. 31-28 Colts. Um, I'm going to take the Saints in this one. I I really don't think – I don't like how many times the Colts turn the ball over, and I know obviously the Saints defense doesn't even compare to what the Browns have going on. But uh, I'm going to take the Saints um, 27-24, close game. Okay. Uh, Our next game – Patriots, Dolphins. Patriots looked great last week, but did they really find the keys to this offense, or was it just a really bad week by the Bills? Yeah, the Bills just sucked. I mean, the Patriots are trash. Yeah, (laughs) you. I don't think they would have to put up seventy to convince me that they figured out the offense. (laughs) (laughs) They'd have to put up seventy two weeks in a row for me to start like giving them their flowers, but um. I mean, nonetheless, though, still an impressive win, you know, over uh, your arch rivals. Mac Jones didn't turn the ball over only five incomplete passes. That's, you know, not bad at all. Um, You know, maybe with the Patriots offense giving Ezekiel Elliott more touches than Ramondre, maybe (laughs) that's so weird to say, but maybe that's a step in the right direction. Maybe Ramondre is not quite ready to tote the um, the rock for them. Um, But yeah, the Patriots got lucky. They're going to get absolutely fisted by the Dolphins again. (laughs) Fisted. Nice. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Look, I know that, you know, anything can happen in the AFC East this season. We've seen that in divisional play. Um, I think the Patriots play it close for like three quarters. But when it comes down to it, this this Dolphins Dolphins offense is way too good for them. And um, yeah, Pats don't pull it off. I'm going to go Dolphins Dolphins Oh, shit. Dolphins 35. There you go. Yeah, Dolphins 35, <laughs> Patriots 21. Maybe you no, know, 24. Patriots 24. Okay. Wow. Um I just I can't see the Patriots putting up that many points. Like, I think it's gonna be a close game. I think the Dolphins will put up 30. But if I make the Dolphins have 30, then I would have to make the Patriots up there too, and I just don't think yeah. that they're going to be able to do that. Um, they played them close last time. You know, I'll, I'll give the Patriots a close game since they're coming off of a pretty good win against another division rival. I'm going to go 28 Miami, um, 21 Patriots. Okay. Uh, our yep. next game, Giants-Jets. And uh, I've seen some Jets take down two Giants in New York before. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wrote that one uh, much earlier in the day. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have much to say about this game. The Jets' defense is fucking ridiculous. The Giants' offense sucks. Yeah. Um, like, even though they beat the Commanders last week, they suck. They, they do suck. Um, 
14 to 7. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised the commanders didn't put up more. Yeah. It's them. Um God, I, I don't know what to say. It's like even even a healthy Saquon Barkley can't like fix what they have. But Tyrod Taylor looks a lot better than Daniel Jones. He does. Yeah. But Which is, Daniel Jones might be back. Yeah. Hey, Jalen Hyatt, two receptions, 75 yards. I probably shouldn't have dropped him in fantasy. Just kidding. I don't care about him. <laughs> they're gonna start using him more. I don't know how yeah. often, but they're gonna they're gonna throw the, the out routes a lot. They're gonna throw the, the deep routes a lot. Um for him just because he's talented at the sideline and he's talented going deep. So I, I think I think the Jets for sure take this. And it's crazy to say that a Zach Wilson led offense is gonna win a game. But they've looked good, man. They've shut down some great quarterbacks in these past couple of weeks. And um yeah, I, I'm gonna believe in the Jets defense here. Uh I'm gonna take the Jets Jets nineteen Giants. No, I'm not going to go 19. Jets 17. Giants 10. Give him a touchdown. Like, um, <laughs> it's it's funny to me because like I don't know as a as an NFL coach, um, <laughs> I don't see how I don't see how the Jets haven't figured out a way to be able to win with this team because like like you said. Their their defense speaks for itself. They're they're crazy. And they have the running backs to be able to sustain a good enough offense to, you know, not let gosh, I just moved my laptop like crazy right there. To be able to not let Zach Wilson the games come down to him. Yeah. Um and it you know, like it just it amazes me that they, they're only three and three. And I get that. Like I, even, I, I even still think them. the thing is though, their wins are relatively impressive. Like they beat the Bills on opening night. And then you lose to the Cowboys, which maybe you could see coming, especially with it being yeah. like the first week of Zach Wilson certified number one QB in the system. Then the Patriots, yes. who have beat them 14 times in a row going into that game, it's hard to beat them. Whatever. The yeah. Chiefs are the Chiefs. You can lose to the Chiefs. That's fine, especially in this condition. But you played them close. You lost by a field goal. And then they beat the Broncos by 10. And then they beat the Eagles. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it's good. Their resume um, looks good. It's just they're three and three. But I think they're a better team than their record shows. No, hundred percent. Um, I'm right there with you. I, I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take the Jets over the Giants. I'm gonna give them twenty one, Giants seven. Okay. Um yep. Jaguars, Steelers. I love this matchup. I do. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. It's really just the, a question of can the Steelers' offense do enough to support this defense, and can the Jags' defense do enough to support their offense? I, I just want to say, um, I Grayson, I still think that we should fire Matt Canada, but I am hopping off of the fire Canada train because, like, honestly, you might call me a pussy for saying this, but like, I don't. I, Matt Canada doesn't need the hate that he gets. Like he comes to work every day and just gets shit on by an entire like state. Chris honestly. Boswell as well. And I'm just kind of. What'd you say? Get shit on by Chris and, Boswell. And Chris Boswell. Yeah. yeah. Chris Boswell is his biggest hater. Um, 
But, you know, the Steelers' offense in, in the second half, once again, looked really good against the Rams. Yeah. Jalen Warren and Najee, obviously their stats don't really tell the story, but in the fourth quarter they were looking – they were monsters. Um, and, you know, Deontay Johnson being back, I'm sure you know you have yeah. him in fantasy, really helped out the Steelers a lot. He was absolutely fantastic in this game. And George Pickens is right there with him. You know, you have Deontay as like kind of your safe guy. George Pickens is your risk taker throw. And, you know, I feel like that's really been helping Kenny out. Um, I, like I said, I, I think our offense is slowly getting better. Um, but the Jags, man, the Jags are going to be a worthy opponent. It's just whether, whether they can deal with our ability to create turnovers and our pass rush ability, I think, is what's going to tell the story of the game. Yeah, I, I just think, to me, the Steelers' offensive line obviously has not been as good as I wanted it to. Um, but... Josh Allen uh, for the Jags is so good. And, and he's been oh, yeah. great he's so crazy. far this season. He's certainly the guy to watch out for, but this defense has some guys that aren't too bad. You know, we've talked about Foye Luakon endlessly on this podcast, but obviously he's a big factor. But there's guys throughout that defense that are great. And, of course, when their offense is rolling, nobody's stopping them. Literally nobody no. can stop this offense when it's running full speed. But doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen a lot. And that's the concern here is you're running into a fantastic defense with a relatively inconsistent offense. Vegas likes the Jags. I like the Steelers. Hey, I like it. I'm obviously going to take the Steelers. Um, God, that Jags offense is going to be tough, though. And, I mean, there's been games where the Steelers, you know, like the Texans and the 49ers games where we just got absolutely blown out, even defensively. Yeah. Um, but just just wait for the game that our offense actually plays in the first half. We're going to put up 44. <laughs> it's not going to happen this game, I don't think. We're going to be better, but not yeah. quite as good. I'm going to take my boys. Um, hmm. 24-20. Okay, Steelers. I'm going to take them. I'm going to take the Steelers 21-20. Real close game. Oh, yeah. I like it. All right, Eagles Commanders, a thriller last time out. Uh, you know, just so many great things to say about this matchup. Obviously, the Eagles are hot coming off the win against the Dolphins. The The whole offense is firing. Jalen Hurts throwing a lot of picks, which is weird. He has eight interceptions. Um, but DeAndre Swift looks amazing. AJ Brown turning it the fuck up. And Devontae Smith, of course, playing well. But Commanders are weird, man. I know they just lost to the Giants, and I know they're three and four, but they're weird. Yeah, I um, going into this one, Grayson. I'm I'm all towards Philly, and I wouldn't have said that the first time around because I I really really like this three and four Commanders team. I, I think they're a lot better than what people give them credit for. Yeah, but seven to fourteen against the Giants is just ugly, and I I think literally just based off of their last game. Philly's just going to roll over. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be nearly as close of a game as uh, last uh, last time. Yeah, like the commander's offense, you know, their offensive line at least, has somehow gotten worse week by week. Sam Howell's still yeah. getting sacked at a ridiculous rate, and that doesn't. that's definitely not going to stop against the Eagles, um, who no. have no shortage of pass rushers. I think the Eagles win this one 34- 
Uh, 34-20. I'm going to go, uh, yeah, I'll match you. Eagles 34, Commanders 20. Awesome. All right, Texans versus Panthers. The number one overall pick versus the number two overall pick. I don't know how this one's going to go. I'm sure the Panthers will give up a lot of points. I'm sure the Texans will win. Everything else, all a toss-up. <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to ask, what do you mean you don't know how this is going to no, end? No, I know how it's going to end. I don't know how yeah. everything in between is going to happen. That's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Texans have been a weird one. I, I really do think if they had a, you know, a functioning Damon Pierce, they would be in a totally different position. Right yeah, now. I agree. But, you know, he's had considerably decent weeks. He hasn't had a great week yet. And now, you know, Singletary starting to see a few more snaps than, than Damon Pierce. So I don't know what happens there, but when you've got the talent that you have on this offense, you're coming off of a bye week. You've had enough time to prepare. The Panthers just give up way too many points in going up against this offense. I, I see no shortage in that because when you, when you break it down, it's like, okay, uh, quarterback, Texans, running back, Texans. Panthers don't have a good running back. Uh-uh. Any of them. Um, wide receiver? Thielen's been great. I'd probably... I might take Thielen over Collins. Oh, I would. All day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then... You drop down and it's like, okay, Tank Dell, probably a better wide receiver too. Robert Woods, better. Dalton Schultz, better. It's so obviously the Texans here. Yeah. It's like yeah, I mean, it really is. Like Texans are only a three point favorite. I think they win by two touchdowns. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and you know, it, it, the Texans kind of have an underrated defense as well. Yeah, you know, they've been bad. able to hold some okay offenses to like, you know, one or two scores. Saints only scored 13. The Steelers only scored six. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Texans in this one. I think it's going to be like 24 to 7. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh I'm going to take the Texans 28-14. No field goals. I like it. But let's get into the uh, afternoon slate or 4 4 o'clock slate. Browns versus Seahawks. Still no Deshaun. Don't know what's going on with that situation. It's weird cuz it seems like the Browns have tried to clear him to play multiple times. Now he's hurt again. I don't know what the deal is. I think it's going to be madness um, between these two teams because who fucking knows what P.J. Walker in this offense does. And with the Seahawks, um, I don't know the status on DK. I think he's going to be back because um, he was a late decision last week. So I'd assume he's back. We saw Jackson yep. Smith and Jigba finally get his first touchdown. Kenneth mm. Walker's kind of heating it up a little bit. So... I think it's the Seahawks, but I think it's just madness because, you know, you can't count out this Browns defense and just entirely winning them a game. No, and you know what? I like what the Browns have offensively. They they figured out something weird with Jerome Ford yeah. and Kareem Hunt. That just works very, very well for them. Yeah. And, and Pete Walker has proven to be serviceable. Um, as much as I hate them, I got to give the Browns their flowers because they, they out of, honestly, a lot of the other uh, above 500 teams – I have really, really respected the way that they have been able to be four and two with what they have had to go through this season. It's yeah. really, it's, it's been cool to watch. Um, but fuck them all in all. Um, P. 
P.J. Walker, you know, like I said, he's proven to be, be serviceable. I'm actually going to take the Browns in this one. I think that defense is too good. Um, I'm going I'm to go with the same score the Seahawks just came off of, except for the Seahawks are going to be 10, the Browns are going to be 20. Okay, I'm going to go much higher scoring. Um, I'm going to go Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks 31, Browns 20. I All right. like it. Next game, Chiefs Broncos. It's a division game, but Broncos fucking suck, man. I, I I feel like the way that the Broncos have played this year and the way the Chiefs have played this year, it's gonna be blowout in the first half. Chiefs way up in the first half. Broncos gonna try and scare the Chiefs in the third quarter, maybe score like two touchdowns in the third quarter, and then ultimately lose by like a touchdown and a field goal, probably. Yeah, I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes literally owns this team. Yeah. I, I, like, through and through. He, I'm pretty sure he's never lost to the Broncos. I don't see it starting this week either. No. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go, like, a 14 to 35 game. Like you said, the Broncos are going to come out third quarter, make it look like, oh, shit, Russ is back. No. He's not back because uh, they're just going to step on their throat in the fourth quarter, the Chiefs are. Yeah, Chiefs haven't lost on the road, uh, so I'm going to keep riding with them. Chiefs third, yeah, Chiefs 30, Broncos 24. Like I said, they're going to pull it back, but the Chiefs ultimately win. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Um, Next game, though, Ravens-Cardinals. Ravens are going to dominate this game. Bad. Dude. Baltimore, yeah, they um aren't that yeah. That Lions win, dude. Holy shit. I mean blindsided like, us 100 percent Oh yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't understand like how this happened. I, I don't like Lamar through the air. Might be arguably one of his best games through the air yeah. he's ever had in his whole career. Oh, yeah. I mean, almost perfect. six incomplete passes. He went 21 for 27, 357 yards, three touchdowns. Mark Andrews is elite. Um, Nelson Aguilar with the other touchdown. That's yeah. hilarious. Um, and Zay Flowers, how yeah. about it? Rookie wide receiver. I, I, my, God, I one of my favorite guys play. coming out of the draft. Yeah. You were, you <laughs> called it, man. You, you <laughs> called it with Zay. I, I hate that he's doing so well for that team in Baltimore, but shit. I mean, he is a fun little guy to watch. Yeah, seriously, he is. And Odell, not that bad. Not great at all. Not a number one wide receiver. Not bad. No. Would you agree with me that Odell is now at the point in his career where it's one of those where it's like, yeah, like if my team could get him for cheap, I think he's like a good veteran to have. Yeah, Odell That's Beckham is Brandon Cooks. But better this year, at least. I don't know. Brandon Cooks has not been effective. Yeah, I, I don't think he's getting utilized, but because like yeah. him and Gallup get the same amount of you, like same amount of targets. Yeah, yeah, basically. But um, like all the targets are going to CD and some to Jake Ferguson. Yeah, you know what? And despite Od- Odell playing <clears throat> for actually two other teams in the AFC North now, it- it's still cool to see him going strong. Yeah. I mean, he was. So much fun to watch with Eli Manning. Um, but anyway, the Cardinals side, is there a Cardinals side, Grayson? No. 
<laughs> there is not. It, James Conner's still out. Uh, Amari DiMarcado yep. still can't fill that void. Uh, Josh Dobbs <laughs> runs for a touchdown every now and then, which is cool. Um, yeah. But that's it. That's all they've got going. Marquise Brown is not a number one wide receiver. I can't stress that enough. He is not a number yeah. one wide receiver. They one hundred percent chance that the Cardinals get the number one or number two pick in the draft, and they end up going wide receiver. You think so? I think so. Uh, it seems like the 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 because everybody was saying it's going to be quarterback. It's going to be quarterback. It's going to be quarterback. It seems like they want to build around Kyler. Give him a true fair shot, no injuries, plaguing it. Marvin Harrison Jr. 100% goes to the Cardinals. I like it. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. I, you know, and it, it's weird that the Cardinals find themselves at one and six to me because, like, They've played personally, I don't, yeah, I don't even feel like Josh Dobbs has been that bad. No. It's been all the other parts of the team that haven't been able to kind of help him recover. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they fare when Kyler's back. I think um, they're in a position right now where they probably won't make the playoffs, but they can hurt a lot of other teams' chances once Kyler comes back, assuming that he is better than Josh Dobbs. And which assuming he's sure he that they want to win. Yeah. That's the biggest yep. thing to me with the Cardinals. Is like, are they actually going to try to win? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, look, the Ravens are going to absolutely – shit stop them they're favored by nine and a half this one looks like two touchdowns maybe more to me uh i'm gonna go yeah i'm gonna go ravens yeah i'm gonna go ravens 31 cardinals 10 i'm gonna go 28 10 baltimore okay uh the next yeah. game though Bengals 49ers and this one i don't know like other games, I don't know what to think. This one, I don't know what I'm supposed to think about this game. Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to assume the 49ers bounce back. I don't know if I'm supposed to assume that the Bengals figured something out on the bye week. I don't know what, what happens in this game at all. You know, the Bengals have a really, really favorable situation into this game. Coming off of the bye week to get rest... And they're hitting a 49ers team that's kind of like they're they're losing their stride a little bit. They're still a good team, still yeah. a good defense, but they're 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 getting they're hitting some roadblocks right now. And the Bengals might be one of those teams that can I mean, at the end of the day, they're still the Bengals. Yeah. No matter if they're three and three, no matter if Burrow's kind of meh, they're still the Bengals. So Oh man. I don't know. I, I really I feel like we say this about every game, but I just I, this one's confusing. To, it to is. analyze here. I think, to me, the bye week is huge for the Bengals. Burrow gets, yeah. a you know, kind of two weeks of recovery, which is huge. Let him take a real break from whatever the fuck is going on. And, obviously, if Burrow's better, then Chase is better, Higgins is better, Boyd is better. It, it seems like that should be the case. Do I know for a fact that that's what happened? Fuck no. But I just think that I don't think the 49ers specifically struggle in this game. I think they just get outplayed. Okay, so you're going to Cincinnati win. I am. You know, it, that, that's weird. Like, I can't. 
it's weird to say that the 49ers have lost three games in a row. It it is, but we don't. I I have kind of already said this, but we don't know how Brock Purdy bounces back from a loss in the NFL. He hasn't yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, with the you know his two worst performances of his career coming back to back weeks now. Who's to yep. say it doesn't continue? We don't know. There's no precedent there. Couldn't you flip it and say that if there was a team he could beat, it would be the Bengals with how they played this season? Maybe. But then it, again, like so, it, it, it all comes to the semantics. It's like, okay, well, if the Bengals got better, then maybe the 49ers don't play well, but maybe they do. And if the Bengals didn't get better, then the 49ers should win, but maybe they won't. Like That's going to happen every time. I'm going to go with the Bengals 28-24. I'm going to go 49ers bounce back here. Fuck the Bengals. Fuck Jamar Chase. Can't stand all any of these guys. Um, I hope they keep losing. Uh, 24-17 49ers, and I'm going off of the fact that the 49ers have a better defense and they have a better running back than Joe Mixon's bum ass. Fair enough. Uh, all right, yep. Sunday Night Football. Shit game. Uh, Bears Chargers. I, I don't like this game, and I don't really know why because I like watching Tyson Badgett. I'll, I'll say it. Watched him for two weeks now. I like watching him play. Yeah. The Chargers were weird. Very weird. Last week, or the week before, I think they were on bye last week. Um, no, last week they played the Chiefs. That was a weird game. But, like, the defense was bad, but some of the guys played well. I, I just, I don't even know what to think. Yeah, and, and they're, you know... Like coming in here is was is Devon Donta Foreman is he their running back all season long has been no uh, Roshan Johnson was getting more carries and, than him and uh, Khalil Herbert. Herbert is hurt he's on the IR that's right so this Donta Foreman guy is coming off of a huge performance against the Raiders uh, sixteen carries eighty nine yards two touchdowns I. Honestly, the Chargers have pissed me off so much this year. I kind of just want to go Chicago. I, I yeah. We've talked about it on the podcast before, but it seems like our entire lives, Grayson, the Chargers have had just really, really good teams that end up in two and four spots like they are now. Yeah. It's so bizarre. And I just can't. I can't bet on them. No matter how good they are, I just can't bet on them. And I think, you know, Chicago is starting to pick up a little bit more pace than what they're used to seeing. I'm actually going to take Chicago here. Um, hmm. 24. I've, I've done a lot of 24, 20, 24, 21. Okay. Um, yeah. Big, big over in this game, 46 and a half. And the chargers are favored by eight and a half. I I think what happens here is, is badgeant just gets lost a little bit on the field. I think that's what happens here, and the Chargers get the win uh, 28-17. like it. Um, All right. That that brings us to Monday Night Football. Raiders-Lions. I'm going to assume the Lions win. I know last week showed us the lowest of lows for this Lions team. The Raiders are dysfunctional. What? Yeah, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. yeah, I mean, they just have they. The Raiders are one of those NFL teams, Grayson, that just have so many problems that 
don't even relate to like what happens on the field. Like Josh Jacobs probably isn't happy. He he really sucks this year. Yeah. Devontae Adams is is in the same boat, I would say, but Devontae Adams is still doing pretty good. He's just not getting, you know, receptions like yeah. he usually is. But he the thing is like the Raiders times. are out here saying shit like we're not gonna trade him even if he wants to be traded. Just causing more fucking problems. And then, meanwhile, all this Chandler Jones shit is insane. Uh, I don't even know if he's really part of the team anymore, but it's certainly affecting their front office in some ways because the shit he's doing right now is concerning, to say the least. Um, yeah, Josh McDaniels killed Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I think he said Larry Fitzgerald uh, took over the body of his dog. That's Pretty sure I, I saw that. That one's interesting. Oh, man. Like, honestly, I'm laughing just because it sounds ridiculous, but like mental health is nothing yeah. to joke about. But and and he's a great NFL player, someone that I really, really enjoyed watching. And um, you know, I, I hope he can come back to this Raiders team and, you know, be healthy in the head because it's just it it's it really isn't cool, no matter how like kind of funny what he says might be, but like I, I don't know. Hope he gets the help he needs, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, but like like we said, the Raiders are dysfunctional. The Lions, yeah, they had a bad game last week. But I, I liked some things we saw on the offense, despite only scoring six points. I liked how Amon Ross St. Brown played. I liked how Jameer Gibbs played. Jameer got a ton of receptions, and that's how they needed yeah. to be using him all year. And they weren't. Maybe that opens their eyes a little bit. Um, I think I'm going to take the Lions... Lions, this one, I don't know. Yeah, Lions 28, Raiders 10. I'm going to go Lions 28, Raiders 17. I'm going to give them one more yeah. touchdown. Oh, one other dysfunctional thing the Raiders have been doing that I just remembered. Uh, Josh McDaniel uh, got asked why he didn't play um, Aiden, what was his name? Aiden something, their quarterback? Oh, uh, uh, Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. Got asked why he didn't play him earlier in the game and was like, this isn't the preseason anymore, but started him last week. Okay. <laughs> Don't know why. Um, yeah, just weird. Weird shit to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's the week. Nobody on a bye this week, which kind of pisses me off. We had six teams on a bye last week. No teams on a bye this week. I feel like you could have split it up. Yeah, that That's sounds a, like a better idea. Makes Next episode. No sense. <laughs> Grayson and I are going to be the head coach of the Raiders. Second and short takes, takes on the Raiders. So yeah. we're going to be trying to Second and short heads there. to Las Vegas. Um, I'm going to give Mark Davis a noogie. That's my first order of business. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not mid-drink, man. <laughs> Not mid-drink. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to watch you do it. Uh, oh, my God. Okay. Man, this is such a late episode. Yeah, we're losing our minds here. Um, uh, anything else you got to say for uh, for this week in the NFL? Um. Give us better primetime games, please. God, yes. I know, because, well, they can't do flex scheduling, and for some reason they were like, you know who's going to be good this year? The Bears and the Chargers. They both have very proven teams. Um, 
And like the Raiders yeah. Lions just makes no sense to me because going into the season, never would have thought to put those two teams on Monday Night Football. But absolutely not. Uh, nonetheless, actually, before we uh, move on to baseball, um, let's get an update in uh, Bills Buccaneers. Oh, it's still twenty four ten. Yeah, it's uh, four minutes. Uh, Buccaneers. Left. Is- yeah. Yeah, they they're fourth and eight right now. I don't know if the Buccaneers are going to go for it right now, but um, uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield's body language just looks uh, very defeated right now. Yeah, um, it's it's the Bills. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not either. But Josh Allen's having I, a hell I'm, of a game still. Yeah, I'm I'm upset that oh no, they're going for it. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. But here, I'll tell you all what happens. Baker's yeah. in shotgun right here. He gets the snap. Uh, nobody blocked for him. He's getting tackled by nine. Oh my God. Wow. Well, he's <laughs> sacked by like 14 different people, but there is a flag on the play that definitely could be roughing the passer. Did he throw the ball? No, he never got the ball off. Okay. Wow. Hang on. I want to get this call here. Uh, no, it's going to be a face mask. The Buccaneers are going to have a first down here. Wow. Yeah. And you said it didn't matter. I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. There is three minutes left. and uh, Well, then again, score a touchdown real quick, kick it onside, you know, get another touchdown. It, Baker's no stranger uh, to a, a late-game comeback. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't see this game, at least the outcome changing maybe the score changes a little bit but let's go ahead and talk about the end of the uh the alcs and the nlcs um i i love baseball i love baseball so much it it is it could not have worked out better for the neutral fans (laughs) god yeah it was fucking amazing i i genuinely could not have asked for more um and started out on sunday so you got a couple of updates throughout Monday's episode about this, but I got a little headline for each one, uh, if you'll just allow me to do so, and then uh, we'll talk about the game more. Um, ALCS Game 6, uh, Framber Valdez falters again, and the Rangers beat the pulp out of the Astros at Minute Maid Park. Get it? Yeah, what a game. What a game. I Do you hear the wordplay? Say the- it one more time. Framber falters again, and the Rangers beat the pulp out of the Astros at Minute Maid Park. Uh, I like it. I like it. Pretty solid. It gets better. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, Rangers win 9-2. Just, once again, to reiterate, Framber Valdez sucks in the postseason. He is atrocious in the pro- postseason. It's crazy. Didn't even help that, you know, he was going against Eovaldi either. Um, yeah, and, like, Eovaldi by no means had, like, a fantastic showing, but he went deep in the game, and that was big for them. It's been big for the Rangers this whole uh, postseason, going deep in the game with your starter because they have a preferred, you know, way to get out of these games, and they changed it up a little bit in this one. Um, it went Spores, Leclerc, Haney, um, instead of seeing Chapman in there. But... Nonetheless, you know, a, a huge win, of course, to tie the series 3-3, but just kind of all-around great performances. Mitch Garver, fantastic. Three for four, scored two runs, had two RBIs. 
Of course, hit a homer. Uh, Jonah Heim had a decent game. He had two RBIs. But, yeah, when it comes down to it, like Adolis Garcia, one hit, one run, four RBIs. Uh, just fantastic game for Adolis Garcia. A fantastic series that certainly continued in Game 7. But on the Astros' side, just bad, bad offense. Not getting enough hits with runners in scoring position. No Kyle Tucker the entire postseason, really. Yeah. Bizarre. Um, but, you know, how about Jose Altuve? What just, yeah, just a crazy clutch performer for them. Um, and, you know, it just, I feel like the guys that showed up for Houston, it just, it ended up being not enough, but they, um, they definitely put on an effort for sure. Yeah. They, they were fun to watch. Definitely. But, you know, in, in game six, like I said, it came down to runners in scoring position. They batted one for eight with runners in scoring position. That's just not going to be good enough, especially when your pitcher sucks and then it just keeps getting worse later. Bobby Abreu. I kept calling him Bobby on the Monday episode, and it pissed me off. Brian Abreu. I don't know why I kept calling him Bobby. I just, I guess when I saw B Abreu, I was like, Bobby Abreu. It's obviously not Bobby Abreu. It's Brian Abreu. Um, he appealed his suspension after Game 5 to pitch in this game and suck. <laughs> he didn't. He went through one inning, gave up a run, um, and then the next inning, Montero comes in, doesn't even get an out, uh, and gives up three runs. And then Ryan Stanek stinks it up as well, gives up the uh, the eighth and ninth runs of the game. But, yeah, just a, a bad showing by the Astros, and the Rangers' offense just continued to roll in that one. But we get to ALCS Game 7, and Adoles Garcia caps off his ALCS domination with two home runs and five RBIs as the Rangers head to the World Series, and uh, Baker and his Astros bite the dust. Yeah, um, man, Adoles Garcia, it is, I, I'm just so glad he figured things out in the postseason because he is genuinely, like as a neutral fan, so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. So much fun to watch. Um God, that was it. Um, what game did he have that crazy bat spike in? Or he just like... Yeah, I, I know what you're uh, talking about. Had, I can't think of it. That was insane, though. He's he's an electric player. Um, And yeah, I mean, the Rangers do a, do a yeah. favor for all the neutral fans, which was kick the Astros out of the postseason. Yeah, and, and Christian so. Javier, who has been so good in the postseason, uh, recorded yep. one out in this game as the starter gave up three runs on four hits, one walk. And um, Phil Maton, you know, comes in, closes that one up. And then it turns into a bullpen game seven, which not a scenario you'd like to be in. And, and like Scherzer didn't have a great start either. 2.2. As soon as he started giving up runs, they knew they had to pull him. Jordan Montgomery comes in for a little long relief, 2.1 innings. And then Spores, Chapman, LeClerc, the way they like to go. Worked out for him, though they gave up two more runs throughout the game. You know, they were already up by so much getting late into that game. So, yeah, shout out to the Rangers. Uh, almost everybody on the team recording a hit in a playoff game is crazy. All but Leody Tavares recorded a hit, and that includes Travis Jankowski, who pinch hit for Mitch Garver. Um, yeah, and Tavares even, you know, May have not gotten a hit this game, but he's been good the entire rest of the postseason. Yeah, really and he's been him. fantastic in center field for them. Um, you know, even just in the series, robbing Jordan Alvarez and all that. But yeah. look, Jordan continued to play well. Jose Abreu continued to play well. Altuve continued to play well. 
It just didn't turn into anything. And that's what happened all postseason. You know, in, in all of their losses, it was a matter of Kyle Tucker didn't perform. Chaz McCormick didn't perform. Jeremy Pena was abysmal in this postseason. He batted 200 with a 238 on base percentage. That is horrible. Very good. Yeah. So, not very good at all. It's not like the Rangers stole this one. The Astros <laughs> choked these last two games of the series. Yeah, and you know, shout out to the Rangers because uh, as a Yankees fan, they actually uh, kept the uh, a Yankee record alive. The Yankees are still um, the last team in the MLB, I think, to go back to back to back. Is it nineteen ninety eight through two thousand? I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because it would have been the Astros if they, you know, obviously beat the Rangers, but that didn't happen. So, I mean, this is a. A super good Astros team, but it's nice to see them, you know, get knocked off, of course. Yeah, for sure. Um, but let's go to the uh, – actually, Dusty Baker uh, announced his retirement after this game. Uh, one of the winningest managers in MLB history, a Braves legend, um, a legend for so many teams uh, in the history of baseball. So I, I love Dusty Baker, the inventor of the high five we've talked about prior on this podcast so he certainly has a legacy in baseball and will 100% go down in Cooperstown um, as one of the great managers uh, in MLB history so yeah shout out to Dusty Baker though in his entire shout career in his entire career never won a game seven just saying wow. pretty crazy um, it's an interesting <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that's uh, that's the LCS of the Rangers heading to the World Series, but the NLCS certainly did not disappoint. Goodness. Monday <laughs> night. Braves oh, yeah. Over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't. I probably haven't stopped smiling since game six. Um, yeah, Merrill Kelly and the D-backs walk the lonely trail back to Philly, down 3-2, and uh, deposit a Lincoln at the bank. D-backs win 5-1. Did you get the word play there? That one was really good. Okay. Did you like that the beginning? Really Did you even pick yes. up on okay, the Merrill thing? Oh yeah. Pretty oh, yeah. solid. I was there. Pretty solid. Um shit. How about Aaron <laughs> Nola? What what a time to have a bad game. <laughs> yeah. Just a, <laughs> horrible. Gives up the solo shot to Fam, solo shot to Guriel, and then Evan Longoria doubles. Alec Thomas scores. Marsh single to right. Scored a run for the Phillies in the bottom of the second, but it was already, you know, down 3-0. You get to 3-1, and then the Diamondbacks continue to roll throughout the rest of the game. Cattell Marte hits a triple to score Corbin Carroll. That tandem at the top of the lineup, no matter how, what order you put them in, have been fantastic. I know Corbin Carroll kind of skidded a little bit here uh, in this series, you know, early on. But a 375 on base percentage for him. Cattell Marte, a 400 on base percentage. And a slugging percentage of 625. Alec Thomas down there, a little bit lower in the lineup. On base percentage, 297. But the slugging percentage, 594. He went one for two in this game. Scored that run, like I said. Had a, the the uh, solo shot as well. Um, or sorry, no, that was Gurriel that hit the solo shot. But um, Alec Thomas walked twice in this game, which was huge for them. Uh, so just in general, fantastic showing by the Diamondbacks. Merrill Kelly looked great pitching at the bank. And then on the Phillies side, I, I think it's kind of hard to 
you know, go away from the fact that Aaron Nola had a really, really poor game. Kyle Schwarber didn't hit. Trey Turner didn't hit. Bryce Harper didn't hit. Um, and Nick Cassianos didn't hit. Uh, that's, for me, kind of the story of why you had yeah. a 5-1 victory for the Diamondbacks. It's as simple as that. Yeah, that's that's certainly going to be the big part when your offense has been so fucking good all postseason and they die out in the winter, like literally, it, it, you know, winter goes on for two games. They they have the Diamondbacks on the ropes. They can't get a win. Yep. And Nola, right. like you said, horrible time to have a bad game. Just brutal. You know, but... I really hate it though because I I I do like Aaron Nola a yeah. lot personally. He's 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 a really awesome pitcher. It just let's not let it take away from the fact that he still had an amazing postseason, a, a huge bounce back from how he was in the regular season. Yeah, he just couldn't get it couldn't get it done whenever it mattered. But I mean, he still was phenomenal in the postseason for the Phillies. Yeah, and then the next day, Tuesday night, ALCS already done and settled, and um, they found out that only one Ranger could win. Suarez gives up three and uh, Carroll <laughs> hits a sack fly for four. Wheeler shuts it down but can't rev up the offense. The D-backs complete the heist at the bank and steal game seven. Diamondbacks win 4-2 and are headed to the World Series. Yeah, and you have another hitless game from Castellanos, Trey Turner, and Bryce Harper. So what I'm hearing yeah. is that they also. Yeah, I think uh, combined <laughs> one for 28 in game six and seven. Yeah, that's uh, not too good. And then you had Paul Seawald. Seawald. Can we all just get on our knees for Paul Seawald for a second? <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Six I, I cannot save wait. of the postseason. Dude, he <laughs> we're we're getting a bag, Paul Seawald. Ne- yeah. Next time we're negotiating a contract, I'm I'm gonna be your <laughs> <laughs> But also oh, big shout out to to Ginkle and Sal Frank, who have both been great setup men for him. Saw Frank four holds, Kevin Ginkle five holds in this postseason. These guys have been great. Brandon Fett, seven strikeouts in four innings? I know he gave up two runs, but holy shit. Yeah. I, First just, season in the big leagues, you're pitching a game seven, and you record seven strikeouts against the hottest offense in baseball? In the bank. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ranger Suarez gave up six hits and three runs and only two more outs. <laughs> Horrible. Crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it again because, like, I am just so excited for this World Series in particular. It is teams that I don't think we would have expected. Like, it, it's just crazy to me how far the Rangers have come. Like, yeah, Degrom going down early, not look really just as a team, not looking good early on. Then you know, once we're winding down and they're you know heading towards the postseason, the Rangers are not looking very good either. They have guys hurt that are trying to be reintegrated back into their mm-hmm. team to make a final push. They squeeze in and look at them now, and then the Diamondbacks, eighty-four and seventy-eight, yeah. going to the postseason. They only they literally. If Seiya Suzuki doesn't drop that pop fly against the Braves and they win that game instead of losing it, <laughs> the Diamondbacks probably won't make the playoffs. Yeah, Crazy. I know. Crazy. Just absolutely insane. Like, I, we, we both know I was high on the Diamondbacks coming into the season. I picked Tori Lavulo to be um, manager of the year. I took Corbin Carroll to be rookie of the year. I'm pretty sure I took Zach Gallen to be NL Cy Young. Yep. Zach Allen's not going to win NL Cy Young, which sucks. But 
This team's been, been fantastic. I took them to be second in the division. They were second in the division. I took them to be a wild card team. They they made it in the wild card. I never in a million years would have guessed that they would make it to the World Series. They defeat their division rival. So first, they defeat a Brewers team that won the AL Central. Then they defeat their yep. biggest division rival, the Dodgers, that kick their ass every single time. Now they defeat one of the hottest teams of the postseason in a seven-game series, and now they're going to the World Series. Yeah. Crazy. Shout out. Oh, both of these teams deserve it so much, dude. Yeah. So much. Also, shout out Alec Thomas after the game planting a D-backs in L Champions flag in the grass at the bank. That's sick. Yeah. Get fucked. Yeah. Get Fuck fucked. You. Second World Series in franchise history. We know how the other one went. No, 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 no. <laughs> Luke knows quite a bit about how that other one went. All I'm going to say is the Diamondbacks beat the Yankees after 9-11. They're shitters. They obviously work for the Taliban. Maybe. Maybe it was all an inside job. <laughs> You're walking a line with these 9-11 <laughs> jokes, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Don't get me started, man. So, World Series preview. Um I'm excited. It starts up tomorrow night, Friday night. So tonight, as you're listening, um, at 8.03 p.m., all the games on Fox, and we get Zach Gallen versus Nathan Eovaldi, game one. Couldn't ask for better. What's it going to be, like zero to zero? <laughs> it might be. Um, my thing is, like, these matchups look so good. Like, these two teams played their championship series very similar. They got down. Yeah. They were on the ropes. They were down 3-2. Both of them. Storm back away from home. Like big victories. And all of a sudden, it's like both of these teams are the same. Yeah, Texas probably scores a little bit more runs. I think we know that. But the Astros pitching arguably wasn't as good as the Phillies pitching. At least in That's these fair. series. And then when you look at Texas, they were giving up more runs, but the Diamondbacks certainly had games where their pitching was fantastic. And we know both these teams have had great bullpens, but Texas has been giving up more runs from the bullpen. I think this matchup is so, such a toss-up in my head. I, I, I think I'm more just like, I don't even know how these teams got here, so I don't know how it's going to end. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of just... um. This is what I, I think is going to happen. I think the, the Rangers, I feel like, with them scoring more runs, I just feel like more offense has them coming in with more momentum yeah. to me. And so I think the Rangers are going to start, start hot. Um, but I, I think the Diamondbacks have some fight in them, Grayson. Yeah. I, I could easily see the Diamondbacks coming back to win the World Series, and I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and then Saturday... Uh, we've got Merrill Kelly confirmed for Arizona. We don't know yet for Texas. I don't know who it's going to be because I don't think they want to go with Heaney again for second in that rotation. Maybe they bump Scherzer up because he gets the rest, but I don't know. That's why That's why I think, like, yeah, the Rangers might win game one just because Eovaldi's been great, but Merrill Kelly looked fantastic. And then yep. we'll probably get Brandon Fat on Monday. Like this, they're going to be tough. They look man. good, man. Their chances are yeah. strong. <laughs> but the way it yeah. goes, uh, Friday, Saturday in Texas, 
And then uh, a travel day with not too long of a travel, going from Arlington to Arizona on uh, Sunday, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Arizona, obviously, uh, if necessary, on Wednesday. And then uh, another travel day Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, to wrap it all up if needed. But, yeah, I, I genuinely I can't pick a winner. Um, I'd love to say that, you know, Texas is high-powered offense. is just going to carry over. But, like I said, I think the Diamondbacks are pitching better than the Astros. So, I don't know, man. I, I think this one's going to come down to the wire. These two teams seem like the teams that maybe one of them slips up early, one of them slips up in the middle. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't. Um, but I will say both these teams played well away from home. So that, that bodes well for both of them. Um, I, I guess I'm going to go. I'm going to, oh shit, man. I'm going to go Diamondbacks in seven. I want to see another seven game series. That would be pretty sick. Um, what just happened? Sorry. The the Buccaneers, (laughs) like they kind of have a chance right now. It's a slim chance, but they, they've crawled their way back. 18, 24. There's eight seconds left right now, though. Uh, there, there's four seconds. They oh. just passed a little eight-yard pass out of bounds. Um, they're still on their side of the field, and it's going to come down to a Hail Mary, but, I mean, you got Mike Evans. He's, like, seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this game, and then I'm going to get my um, yeah, let's hear my it. prediction. Obviously, yeah, we got the Bills in a prevent defense. Baker's back there with Rashad White. Looks like an offsides from the Bills. Yeah, it's going to be an offside, so the so Buccaneers free will get one more chance. Okay. Um, did, did they blow the whistle, or did they give them a free play? Offsides or neutral zone infraction? Uh, they blew the whistle. They okay. they called it okay. dead. Um, but while we're getting this offsides figured out, it was actually Von Miller. Um, mm, tough. Too hungry to get to the quarterback there, but uh, he wants to get home to his chickens. I'm I'm with you. I think it'll be the Diamondbacks in seven. Um, I like the Diamondbacks pitching a lot more than I like the Rangers pitching. Um, I think Scherzer is a loss. If he pitches in the series, I don't think it's going to go well. Of course, the other side of that is, you know, if he does pitch well, what a story it would be for the legend to kind of come back and pitch like that. But um, here we go. Baker's uh, – sorry, this is so chaotic. He's going to get sacked. Oh, he got the ball off, Grayson. It's in the end zone. Oh, my God. How did Chris Godwin not catch that? Oh, okay. Dude, okay. They well, the Buccaneers lost uh, 24-28 or twenty-four eighteen. Um, holy shit! Chris Godwin easily could have won them the game right there. Wow! He just came right there in front of him. Oh my god! I cannot wait until you see this clip. <laughs> I, I, like Chris, the Buccaneers could have won this game. Okay. Wow. Well, now I'm, I'm very excited. Chris, it was literally just a matter that Chris Godwin didn't look up at the ball. He never watched it. Wow. Oh, my goodness. But, okay, well. Okay, well, at the end of the game, or at the end of the episode, we'll, we'll go through everything. Um, so we're both saying Diamondbacks and seven. Yeah, Diamondbacks and seven. I yeah. just think that they're going to be able to grind it longer than the Rangers can. Yeah. You know what? Look, Max Scherzer, he's only pitched well in – Two postseasons. Just saying. Um, they both resulted yeah. in World Series rings. But, <laughs> or no, was he on the Dodgers when they won in 2020? 
Or did he get? No, I don't think so. No. Wait Hang a second. On. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I need you to figure this out because uh, I cannot remember. I'm on the case. Don't worry. Uh, Max Scherzer, Wikipedia. Just only have one ring. Um. Yeah. No, he was uh, he was with the Nationals. Twenty twenty. Okay. okay. Cool. So he's only got one ring, and wasn't even the best pitcher in that series. It was Steven Strasburg. Um. Surprisingly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to do it. So now you know exactly how the World Series is going to go. The Diamondbacks are going to win in seven. Um, But now... You're welcome. (laughs) Let's talk about this weekend in the Premier League. Um, Shit weekend. Can I just preface with that? that? Is that valid? Yeah. We can say that. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> I, I I never have to do this because it's always like so clear cut what games we should talk about. I had to text Luke on uh, on Wednesday or Tuesday and be like, "What games do you want to talk about?" Because I think there's one <laughs> that's actually worthy um, of us talking about. So we'll start with the game that's worthy: uh, Manchester United, Man City, the Manchester Derby. Mm. Manchester Mm-mm-mm. United sucks at um, soccer. That's going to be the issue for them. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's a really, really bad issue to have yeah. if you're Manchester United. Um, you know what, though? They're coming off of three games with a win. Uh, I'll, I'll hand that to them. But they, yeah. they have played Brentford, Sheffield United, which were both only 2-1 wins. And then you got a 1-0 win over Copenhagen. That tells me that Manchester City should win this game. Win was kind of bullshit, <laughs> too. Yeah, it was. Copenhagen it was Garnacho fucking ripping up the penalty spot. <laughs> Fucked up. I know I know everybody does it. Like I hate that shit. I know everyone does it. It's still shitty. Yeah. And can I say as a soccer player, like to those who don't watch soccer, so basically what, what sometimes soccer players will do is there is a white dot on the field, more like a like a circle, not really like a dot, but like a circle, where the ball is placed for a penalty kick. Sometimes opposing players will go over and just tear up the grass of the penalty spot, which makes the ball sit lower in the ground. Um, so you have a lot of people that hit on top of the ball, which means that it's really just a shitty shot and a yeah. shitty kick. And um, it 100% affects a penalty kick. It, it's not one of those bullshit things where it's like, oh, you know, how did he, even though he messed with it, why did, you know, he still not make that penalty kick? It definitely can ruin a penalty kick 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I When I saw that, I was like, that's, that's shitty. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But, hey, they'll do anything for a win in Europe, man. Soccer is just different. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But for Manchester City, yeah, they come off the 1-0 loss to Arsenal, but like a couple weeks ago... But they get the two one win over Brighton last week, which is certainly an impressive win. I watched that game all the way to the end, and I thought it was an impressive win for Manchester City. Um, and then, yeah, they they beat Young Boys three one midweek. But eh, who cares? Um, <laughs> look, I just I, I right now on Manchester United, I don't trust anybody to score a goal. Marcus Rashford certainly has not been scoring at the level he should be. Fucking Scott McTominay has three goals in the Premier League. What the fuck? 
<laughs> that shouldn't happen. No, no, it shouldn't. I know, like, you'll take goals wherever you can get them. They shouldn't be from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have no goals than Marcus or McTominay score a goal. Yeah. But, um, you know, even despite Manchester City kind of hitting a rough patch recently, I, I think this is where they're going to come back and really. Yeah. They're going to make a statement here. Um, this is going to be a statement win. I'm going to go 3-0 City. Yeah, look, it's certainly not going to be a draw. These teams don't draw. The last seven meetings between the two, there has not been a draw. It's been a win or a loss. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's hard. City can't keep a clean sheet right now, which is crazy. Um, but they can't. They, they haven't kept a clean sheet in six matches. But you have Erling Holland. You have Julian Alvarez. You have Jeremy Doku, who's been great. You have so yep. much going for you for Manchester City side, and um, you have who I believe to be probably the best manager in the world, Pep Guardiola. So, yeah, I'm going to take Man City, um, but because they don't keep clean sheets, I'm going to take them 3-1 as well. All right, I like Yeah, it. a goal from Scott McTominay, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um but so when I asked Luke what other two games he wanted to talk about, his responses were Wolves versus Newcastle, which I'm always down to talk about my uh my magpies, but uh the other one's Luton Town versus Aston Villa. We'll talk about that one next, but for now, Wolves versus Newcastle. What what, what do you think? What what made you want to talk about this match? I'll ask that. Uh, first. I mean, it, it's it's your team, and Wolves are, you know, two wins and a draw in their last three. Um, you know, they're they're kind of finding some form here, and I feel like they're catching Newcastle at kind of an awkward time. Yes, with uh, the the Tenali news and Newcastle somehow dropping points to Dortmund um, in the Champions League over the week. Which I think over the week, I'd like to attribute that to the Sandro Tenali thing, and I'll explain. But continue. I got you. Well, you know, even to further my point with what you just said, you know, maybe Newcastle have kind of hit like a rough spot here. Of course, we only have one game sample size without Sandro Tonali. But, you know, with Wolverhampton, you know, having some form to their name, I think they could catch Newcastle off guard here, maybe with a draw. Um, but, yeah, I just thought, I thought it'd be an interesting game. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think you're right about Wolves. They've certainly started to uh, turn a couple things around. I, I like what I've seen from a – a fair amount of these players on their team, though the defense still isn't good by any means. They're still giving up goals at will, and yeah, they yeah. score goals, but they don't score that many. Whereas Newcastle has scored a lot of goals, uh, at least in the Prem. But I, I think it's hard to say that we're on bad form just because we lost to Dortmund. Like we're coming off of a four-no win over Crystal Palace, which, granted, Crystal Palace isn't the best team in the world or anything. They've been much better than we've seen in prior years. Yeah, the 2-2 draw versus West Ham before the international break was tough, but we obviously saw the wins against PSG and the win over Burnley. I don't don't think it's fair to say that Newcastle's on bad form, but I want to address the Sandro Tonali thing because I think, personally, it's going to take some time getting used to. He has been in the squad for every single match of the season so far, and he's played a huge role, though it doesn't show on like the stat sheet the the way he defends and just his work rate moving up and down the field has been phenomenal. He sits outside the box and helps there with the passing. He creates chances. He has done 
so well. And it sucks that he's going to be gone for 10 more months. You know, he won't be back essentially until the start of next Premier League season. That sucks. It absolutely sucks. But I, I think another blow to this team is Harvey Barnes. He'll be out until November. And then uh, Sven Botman's a little beat up, but I think he'll be back this weekend. I, I just I don't see us falling in this one. Like I know we haven't played a Premier League game yet without Tonali, but we're still averaging the most goals per game right now in the Prem. Yeah. Um, and we have the most clean sheets. Yeah. Aren't you guys first place? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I mean, those are the two things, but no, it's just it's just the way that cards have fallen for Newcastle in certain games. But um I'm you know, I'm not ready to give up on this Wolves team yet, Grayson. I mean, they have, you know, He Chan Huang, who had a good yeah, good game fantastic. against uh Bournemouth. Uh Mateus Cunha, the Brazilian striker, I think yep. came from maybe Atletico Madrid, if I'm correct. I think it was Atletico Madrid. Maybe. I don't know. Um I thought he came anyway, from like Sporting Lisbon. I could be wrong. Let's Maybe he played there at some point. Uh, we're about to see. Um, you could certainly. No, he's from Athletic. Okay. Yeah, I'm just dumb. It's fine. Yeah, I'm probably no, thinking of no, somebody entirely different. Um, just a <laughs> similar name. But no, I, I think you're right. They're, they've definitely had some players that I've enjoyed seeing kind of make a, a, a an early turnaround in this season. Um, oh, yeah. Overall. Oh, yeah. Like, um, and it's not like they have nobody on this team. It just seemed like going into the season, they were selling a lot of players that I wasn't anticipating. Um, and they weren't quite making moves, bringing guys in that, um, that I was either, either they weren't making the moves I thought they would, or they're making moves for guys that I didn't particularly think of when they made those signings. But I think they put together a good squad. They've been lucky with health. Uh, for sure, the guys are staying healthy, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, they catch Newcastle at a, a tough time, um, but I, I still just I trust our defense and I trust our offense enough to say that we'll at least win. I'm gonna go two two draw. Okay, I'm gonna go two one Newcastle. I like it. All right. Now I really want to hear this. Why did you pick Luton Town versus Aston Villa? Uh, you know what? Because we we like Aston Villa. Uh, we've talked yeah. about them, you know, a lot on this podcast. I feel like there's there's a little little bit of some content there, and we we haven't covered the, the Luton Town boys yet. So I feel like this would be like a perfect time to cover this game. Yeah, I I, I agree. Look, Aston Villa gonna wipe the floor with them, I think. But Luton Town, I don't hate them. I, I like their players. They're likable. They're outside of the relegation zone right now because. Burnley, Bournemouth, and Sheffield United suck. But <laughs> like yep. it's not it's not horrible. They have a chance to stay up, I think. There's yeah, I there's mean, enough you know, teams that are playing bad enough for me to say that. Right. At least right now. And who knows? We're nine games into the season. Yeah. Seriously. They could be um, they could not are- win another game for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very true. Um <laughs> Of course, a sad early exit out of the EFL Cup to Exeter. Exeter? Exeter? Uh, I think it's Exeter. Even with a red card, too. Um, That was, was, I guess, five games ago. Their fourth game was a win against Everton. uh, Then a loss to Burnley. 
Then a 1-0 loss to Tottenham. Tottenham did have a red card, though. And then Luton they're coming off of a 2-2 draw. Yeah, they're coming off of a 2-2 draw against Forrest. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, even with picking Luton Town as the team I wanted to cover, I don't know who any of their players are. Um, they have Ross Barkley, but I'm not <laughs> Everybody even that's going to get relegated has Ross Barkley. <laughs> 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 Oh my goodness, dude. They also signed Andros Townsend, which is like, for sure, we think we're going to get relegated. <laughs> dude, that's a, that's a, that's a streets legend right there. Oh Andros yeah. Andros Townsend. For sure. Um, yeah. I, honestly, looking at Luton Town's team, they didn't play Andros Townsend or Ross Barkley. I have no idea who these players are. They, they got <laughs> Tim Cruel. That's the one I know. That's it. Who didn't even play. No. He's a little old. Um, he's a little old, but um, I was going to say something. I totally forgot. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when Ross Barkley was Everton's number 10 with Lukaku and they were actually like pretty good? Yeah. Crazy. Ross Barkley had a couple come. of years where like he was solid, like he's starting for England. Yeah. Signed with Chelsea. I think that was kind yeah. of the downfall for him. Yeah, that was the end uh, of it. Uh, not surprising. Yeah, uh, shout out Luton Town uh, uh, center mid uh, number thirteen, marvelous Nakumba. Sick name. His first name is Marvelous. That is yeah. an awesome. I don't know how much people that are listening to this segment have been listening to the college football segment um, in uh, our Monday episodes, but me and Colin have been having uh, quite a fun time going through the fun names <laughs> in college football. That's awesome. In particular, my awesome. favorite so far, Squirrel White. Wide Ow. receiver for Tennessee. <laughs> but um, I think there was somebody else too. Something uh, Smiley the Third. He was that's a sick name. Smiley the Third. <laughs> Aston Villa is going to win uh, two nil. Mm, two nil. Uh, I'm going to go one nil. Okay. One nil Villa. Well, the rest of your fixtures for the weekend. Uh, Friday. So today, Crystal Palace Spurs, which I don't hate as a matchup personally. Um, Spurs probably going to take it. You know, it is a London rivalry. Just to point that out, not that it's going to play a huge factor, but I think Spurs takes it. Uh, Chelsea Brentford, how do you feel about that one? Um, good. No, Chelsea. Uh, I th- I think Chelsea I, is on on yeah. their way to being back. Yeah, sure. They're, they're looking good. Um, Arsenal. Sheffield Kellen United. Awesome. Yes. Did you see? That? Yeah. Can't, can't tell if he was trying to cross the ball. I don't know if I'm still Doesn't ready matter. to give that one to. Win the net. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fine. <laughs> it always counts. Uh, yeah, Arsenal, Sheffield United. Arsenal. Uh, Bournemouth, Burnley. Who fucking cares? Um, yeah. It's two teams just trying to, like, see who's worse. That's yeah. that's that game. Um, <laughs> and then there's only four games on Saturday, which I don't understand the scheduling there. Um, we have a ton of games on Sunday, though. Uh, six. There are five games on Sunday. Only four games on Saturday. Got West Ham, Everton, and then Villa, Luton. Like we talked about, Brighton, Fulham, which isn't horrible, but I think Brighton's just gonna have a scoring fest on that one. Uh, Liverpool, Nottingham Forest, and then of course, uh, the standalone at eleven thirty, Man United, Man City. I like it, man. I'm I'm pumped. Uh, kind of a mad week in the Premier League, but hey, it, it's still 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 soccer, man. Still Premier League soccer. Yeah. And then uh, November starts when uh, when we've recorded the next one, uh, talking about the Prem. So um, 
yeah, we'll be moving into, I guess, the, the fourth month of the prem. It started in August. So, yeah. Wow. Flying yeah, by. It's, um, hang on. I'm about to – I just remembered. It, it's probably time to start um, thinking about Christopher Nkuku here for Chelsea fans and Chelsea hmm. staff. Yeah. Um, Same goes I'm gonna for read about uh, Manchester, or Manchester City fans thinking about Kevin De Bruyne's return. I don't even want to think about that. Late November, I believe, is his uh, his his timetable. Yep, I'm uh And a reminder for myself, uh nine months from now to be thinking about Sandra Tonali's return. <laughs> yes. Um twenty <laughs> five year old and this is Christopher Nkuku, is close to return to cardio work. Good. But he's uh, definitely moving in the right direction, so that's amazing. Yeah, and he'll be joining it. the squad at a good time if you guys keep it up. Yes, he will. If we keep it up. Yes, it's a big if. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tiempo para preguntas. Let's right. do it. Questions. Questions time. You know exactly how this goes. Luke, I'm going to let you start it off. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let you pick the sport, though. What do you want to hear? Uh, Soccer. All right. Um, you know, I, I heard this on Instagram. I don't know how true this is, but it, it in a way kind of makes sense to me, Grayson. Did AC Milan sell Tonale knowing what was going to happen? I believe they did. I think they did too. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, when it happened, people were surprised he left Italy, first of all, and they were surprised mm -hmm. at the number. People thought yeah. it would be higher if somebody was going to go out and yeah. get him. Newcastle got a deal, and that at the time isn't concerning, you know. Especially, <laughs> I had just chosen Newcastle as my favorite team. Like weeks later, and I'm like, "Oh, Sandro Tonali's coming in. We got a discount on him. This is awesome." Come to find out <laughs> that I, I don't know if Sandro Tonali was aware of it though. That's that's the part that uh, concerns me, because obviously he knows what he was doing. I don't yeah. know if he was aware of the investigation yet um, when mm -hmm. he decided to leave. Maybe AC Milan got a tip, you know, late in the season, didn't say anything, um, then maybe started ramping up because I think it was the Italian FA that did the investigation, right? Oh, uh, I mean, let me look. I actually, that's that makes it even more interesting. I'm pretty sure. Because they, they um, I, I can't, was it Zaniolo? Was the other player that uh, was under investigation? Is that something with I, I didn't even know there was another player. Yeah, they were both <laughs> asked to leave Italy uh, during the international break. Wow. Yeah, they were asked to return to their clubs um, and that they wouldn't be needed. That's what's weird because like. It was the Italian FA. Okay. Cool. So that's why. Yeah. Zaniolo. So that's why I'm a little lost with this because it's like, okay, AC Milan sold him to a club that people didn't expect him to go to because they thought they would probably hold out or he would be a lifelong AC Milan player. Milan, who has their fair share of issues, whatever, sells him off, makes them look good. Meanwhile, they know exactly what the Italian FA is doing. They know they're hot on his tail. They know it's going to come soon. So why plan for two months for him to get what at first was suspected to be a three-year ban, which they got taken down to 10 months. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but, 
yeah, I'm not trying to get yeah. like conspiracy theorists on here, but I, I, I think there was something shady going on. Uh, and obviously, yeah. obviously, Tenali knows exactly what he did. I've already said that. But, you know, in, in general, I, I don't know, you know, look, football federations, football associations, soccer associations, are, don't do the cleanest business. So um, I'm going to assume the worst in this situation. I'm going to assume that the Italian FA fucked him over, and um, hopefully he can claim citizenship somewhere else and just say fuck you to them <laughs> for banning him. Um, you know, Come the to the U.S., we we'll let you gamble. Guaranteed. Oh, my God. Tonale in our midfield, give oh. me a break. Mexico, Mexico, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, you know, the more that we talk about it, the more I'm kind of leaning. I, I think you're making me want to drink the Kool-Aid. Let, let's yeah. put it that way. Um, this is strange, man. And, and it's weird that, like, because to your point, like, when Tonale signed for AC Milan, he was, you know, Pirlo 2.0. In other words, he's not going to leave. Yeah. And, you know, with, with him, his whole transfer was just so bizarre. The fact that he was leaving in general, the fact that it ended up being Newcastle, which, you know, granted, Newcastle had gotten some money and things are starting to change over there the way they do business. But still, that that's bizarre that he played for an Italian team. And while they were investigating him, they allowed him to leave that team. Yeah. And it almost kind of seems like, not not necessarily Tonale got set up, but whoever bought Tonale was set up. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe in 30 years we'll get a documentary about it. Maybe. <laughs> oh. But yeah, for now, yeah. Um, for me and all Newcastle fans, fuck the Italian FA. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, okay. Well, I'm going to just have to ask you my soccer question because it's literally about the same situation. Um, do you okay. agree with me that Cedric Tonale's absence will be a major blow for... Newcastle, or it'll just get you take some time getting used to without him in the lineup. I think it's just going to take some time getting okay. used to. They were just fine without him last season. Yeah. He th- that's a big blow though. Tonali is a very good center mid. He's the full package really. Um, but Newcastle are going to be fine. You know they. It's not so much like a personnel change for me with Newcastle. To me, the biggest thing is it it they now believe that they can win on a whole like organ organization level. Yeah. On a club level, their managers believe they can win. The ownership believes they can win. And more importantly, the players love playing for Newcastle and they believe they can win and they want to win for their fans. Newcastle are going to be just fine, but it is going to be a big hit. Yeah, I, I think it's going to it's gonna hurt early, but like we have the midfielder. Sean Longstaff has been great. I have no problem with him filling in as a starter in this team. So let's just say the midfield is, um, you know, Longstaff, uh, Joelinton and Gimaraish. Uh, I'm not that worried. Not at all. Not at all. But for now, I you know it's going to take time. All right. Um. Early World Series MVP. Who is it? How the fuck are we writing questions about the same shit? My question was going to be who's going to be a World Series MVP. Well, why don't we just ask each other? Okay. Hey, Luke, who's going to be the World Series MVP? I have to think. I Ashton didn't think first. about this because I didn't think you'd ask me. It was my turn. <laughs> I didn't think you'd ask me, so you can go first. Okay, okay. Um uh, we both does it do, okay. Stupid question. Does the World Series MVP have to be from the winning team? Always. I think it always is. Okay. Um 
And remember, it doesn't take too many things. It takes like three good games. Yeah. Um, could we see it going to a pitcher? It has in the past. I, I kind of like... Um, I, I'm not going to say Zach Gallen, but I think I'm going to go with Merrill Kelly. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of a hot take, but you know he's been fine. And I mean, like you said, all it, it's only a couple games. Yeah, especially if it goes to seven, because we could see like, you know, th- it's a popular thing. It, it, game seven, or if your team's just on the brink of elimination, go ahead and throw a starter out. If somebody has to come out early, just throw a starter in there, and, and you know that's how Strasburg exactly. won. You know. Uh, World Series MVP, um, and numerous guys have done it throughout the years. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see but, that happening. But before we go there, though, with with it being such a highly contested World Series, and we don't really know which way it's going to go, I think it would be Adolis Garcia on the other side if the Rangers were to win. Okay, uh, I think it would be. It, see, it, it almost seems like it's never the star, in my mind. So I I, I like yeah. your picks for sure. Um, I'm gonna go different way. We go Alec Thomas for the Diamondbacks. Wow! And okay. for the Rangers, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Evan Carter. I I like Evan Carter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big time. Um, all right, okay. Well, that leaves us with football now. Um, I don't think we'll have the same questions here. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess it would be your turn, technically. So. Sure. Okay, so uh, other than the Steelers, what has been your favorite defense to watch this season? Oh, uh, man, do I say this on air? Say it. Grayson, I don't want to say There's it. two that you could pick from inside of your division that I, I wouldn't blame you for. Oh, uh, the Browns. Yep. They uh, – it For me, it's just like – I, I, all all AFC North defenses kind of play the same way. They're aggressive uh, to neutral fans. They're thuggy. Um, a lot of sacks, a lot of pass rush, um, and a decent amount of turnovers. And the Browns do that like the Steelers do. And, and I respect them a lot for that. And um, with all the injuries they've had offensively, that Browns defense is what they have to thank. Kind of like the Steelers. Um, just, you know, the Steelers don't have to have injuries to be bad on offense. Um, True. but yeah, that Browns defense man has been <laughs> absolutely solid. <laughs> yeah, it's been very good. Um, for me, <laughs> I, I cannot say that without I like double bird. <laughs> uh, for me, go ahead. Oh, man, it's tough because like there's some defenses I've liked watching, but there's also been games where like they've sucked and and they looked really bad, like. Prior to last week, I just said the Lions. I like watching their defense. I like watching Brian Branch and Aiden Hutchinson and all these guys. Ooh, Obviously, how did they get Brian in the second round? I don't know. But, you know, since I didn't let you pick the Steelers, I can't pick the Falcons because I've loved watching our defense. It's such a refresher. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, it's tough. Of, of course, I love watching the 49ers defense. I think that one's obvious but i'm gonna go with the jets yeah i like it i love great secondary play with some dogs up front there you go that's the jets yeah (laughs) yep um um all right what's your question what below 500 team has a shot to come back 
a dark horse below 500 team. Let me take a look. There, honestly, this season, more than other seasons, in my opinion, there's a couple that I like. So they have to be below 500. They can't be 500. Below, below 500. No, okay. no 500 teams. Hmm. This is tough. I'm going to... Man, that's... I think the Commanders are up there. I think the Vikings are up there. Vikings are probably the easiest pick. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially um, since they're hot. Yeah, and their division outside of the Lions hasn't been great. Um... Yeah, that's that's the only two I can really see. I I don't know about the Rams. Maybe if they can show me like a good defensive performance every now and then, I'll take. I'll, I'd, yeah. I'd certainly pick the Rams. But for now, I think the Vikings are the for sure one. Uh, the Commanders are sneaky, and then the Rams need to show me a little more. How about the Buccaneers? It's hard to be positive in the uh, in the AFC or the NFC South. We saw that last year. <laughs> Um. So I don't. I wouldn't. Yep. I wouldn't count on it. No, my my big two would probably be the Commanders and the Buccaneers. I like them the most. Okay. Yeah, they're the Commanders are just not getting the credit, man. Like Brian Robertson is having a way better season, and Sam Howell, it just can he can get it done. Yeah, as long real. as he gets the time to throw the ball. Exactly. Um. But I, I think, you know, with the commanders, with the, what they have building with that defensive line, with them taking the two cornerbacks early, um, on top of having Kendall Fuller, they they have something brewing up that I think the NFL just may not be ready for. Yeah. I, they I really like what they have going on over there. Awesome. All right. Well, before we get out of here, let's do a quick recap on Thursday Night Football. So in, in case you just, I don't know, dozed off, weren't paying attention, whatever, the Buffalo Bills won 24-18. Came down to the wire. Buccaneers, Hail Mary at the end. Chris Godwin just doesn't look at the ball. Doesn't catch the ball. Buffalo walks away with a win, but it wasn't easy. Um, Josh Allen had a great game. 31 for 40, 324, two touchdowns. Threw a pick, whatever, because he also had 41 yards on the ground and a touchdown there as well. James Cook had a decent game. Not his best performance of the season, but... Not a bad game considering the Buccaneers have a decent defense. 67 yards on 14 carries. Um, he had one reception for six yards. But biggest surprise of this game, Khalil Shakir. Six receptions for 92 yards. Wow. Yeah, and I'm going to take it to the Buccaneers side over here. Baker not having that bad of a game. 25 for 42, 237, two touchdowns. Um, you know, once again, though, no run game. And I started Rashad White. Um, I am slowly Tough. losing the color for my skin. Oh, never mind. Seven receptions, 70 yards. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Never mind. There we go. And Mike Evans, who I also have on fantasy, three receptions, 39 yards, but a touchdown. So, so we're lining something, uh, something on there as well. So, yeah, I mean, Tampa, Tampa played them well. They, they did. It just wasn't enough at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. Like, the Bills. Obviously, the Bills' defense looked better in this game than they did against the Patriots because they won and they gave up less points. Something's wrong here, though. Like, I know their defense got pretty banged up over the course of a couple weeks, but 
definitely seems like there's been a huge hit to this defense. Yeah. Um, Von Miller, no tackles, nothing. And that offsides penalty. And the offsides penalty. Uh, Bad game. He hit the QB once. Is that who I think it is? No way. Josh Norman played in this game and had more tackles than fucking Von Miller did. Shout out Josh Norman. What are you still doing? When did he? 35 years old. When the fuck did he sign there? I have. Grayson, I have no idea. This is his first game this year. This is no, yeah. This is his literal first game this year. His last game was in January, on January eighth. Yeah, for the Panthers, right? He signed with them at yes. like the end of the season last year. Yes. How? Hey, shout out Josh Norman. Yeah, I, I love Josh Norman. <laughs> Me too. That's crazy. Big Josh Norman, Coastal Carolina. Yeah. Shout out, shout out Jalen. Um, shout out Jalen Dar- Darbs. All right. Um. <laughs> Yeah, anything else you want to talk I'm about so in this one? <laughs> yeah, just, we're exhausted. I want to talk about how you can't tell. <laughs> I'm talking about how I want to yeah. go to bed. So um Yeah, let's uh why don't you say we wrap this thing up? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. I'm gonna look you in the eyes. I'm pointing at you on YouTube. You see my eyes, you see Luke's eyes without his glasses. Just one eye actually, uh deep in those beautiful eyes. Don't know what color they are, but that's a story for another time. Um Um, if you are looking at me right now I'm looking at you I'm addressing you with my hand like a a true speaker does you're going to look down on your screen you scroll down if you're on your computer you're going to swipe down if you're on your phone you're going to subscribe you're going to like you're going to comment and you're going to turn on notifications then you're going to go to our channel and you're going to click the link to the link tree surprise it's everything everything all the podcast platforms to listen to it on, all the social media platforms to follow us on. But if you hear me deep in the canals of your eardrums or however the fuck that works, I don't know the anatomy of ears. If you hear me right now through these sound waves emitted through your headphones or your car speakers or your Alexa, I don't know how you guys listen. Um, that's that's a lie, I do. But if you're listening to this, you're going to follow <laughs> us on all the podcast platforms. <laughs> You're going to follow us on all the podcast platforms. You're going to give us five stars on all those podcast platforms. And then you go to the link, to the link tree, and you're going to have the same experience that those YouTube fans had. Um, Also, uh, if you listen to us on TikTok, or yeah, 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 I know you don't listen to it on TikTok, but our links are now in our TikTok bio. So if you don't know how to find us, but you follow us on TikTok, you can go there and you can click the links there as well as on Instagram and Twitter. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for us, Luke. Anything for the people? Um, yeah, as you're following those directions that Grayson told you about, your family is at gunpoint. So, you know, follow them. Don't don't worry. They're fine. Okay. Just do what we say. Cool. I, yeah. I don't stand with that action. Yeah, I, I'm disavowing Luke for the next five long. minutes. <laughs> Disavowed. All right, guys. Oh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the World Series. And, um, catch you monday don't forget monday uh but yeah we'll see you guys next week peace peace